Welcome to Post Acute Care Saves the World. If you're a home health, hospice, or in home care provider, this podcast is for you. Tune in, get inspired, and together we can serve more seniors across the globe. So, are you ready to save the world? Melanie shares insights to an effective sales call. Just, we do this too. It's just like human nature. I just wanted to stop by. I just wanted to share with you a little bit about best care. Um, It makes it sound like it's not important, but it's totally important, right? So Mm -hmm. take the just and like, pop. Okay. And it's hard to do, but once you hear me say it, and then you hear yourself say it out in the field or on the phone or wherever you're at, you're like, oh Lord, I just said just again. Right. Right. So you're going to get that. The other one is, can you, can you think of a patient who could benefit from home care? This is such a, this is how everyone talks. And our job in this setting is to have you not sound like everyone else. Right. So if I, and and if you would have said that to me as a clinician, when I was actually in the field before I knew about in-home care, Uh if you would have said, um, can you think of anyone who could benefit from in-home care? I would have been like, nope. Because number one, I didn't know what in-home care did. Right. I I thought I did. Uh, By the way, I thought I did, but I didn't. Right. I totally didn't until I got inside. So my recommendation to you is to um, talk about it. And you could even ask them, say, you know, uh, Dr. Savage, thanks so much for meeting with me today. That is how that's your T, right? The T-A-D-A. Thanks for meeting with me today. You don't actually have to say his time is super precious because everybody knows it. Right. Okay. And it almost makes it sound like, ah, time's super precious and da, 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 right? I know their time's precious, so I'm going to get right to the point, right? So I just stopped by today to ask you, you can replace that with, hey, Dr. Savage, thanks so much for taking the time to meet with me today. Melanie from Melanie's Home Care. Um, the reason I stopped by today is I wanted to learn a little bit about your patients and how when they have bladder cancer... What are some of the challenges that they that they report to you at home? Okay, that sounds and, so much better. And I would leave it open because he's probably going to say like, oh, they have incontinence or whatever. Now, you got to be prepared if he says nothing. I mean, okay. I, I know he doesn't want to say nothing, but here's the scoop. If I'm a doc and I, and like my husband's in orthopedics, right? They don't know what happens when they go home, by the way. They do not. They cut and they put in an NE and they send them home and they have no idea what goes on at home. So he may not. He may go, well, they go home. The end, right? It's great. Oh, you know, what you're trying to do is to have himself identify things that are a challenge for him. In this case, I would hit with, you know, when patients go home, if he doesn't come up with something that you like, like if he says, I, I don't know, or oh, they just go home and everything's fine. You know, you can just simply then represence, um, you know, tell me about a time when a patient did struggle at home. And what you're trying to get him to do is say, well, they probably have some continence issues or they probably have some uh, pain issues or whatever it is that this cancer care patient is going to have. 
but you always got to have like something in your back pocket to presence because if he says no you don't want to be like left out in the dark right if he says i don't know anything and then you could just simply say um have you have you had an experience like this or has a patient come back and shared with you any experiences and he may then immediately give you to his nurse or his scheduler or someone and that happens a lot to me um especially like in orthopedics and other places i don't know what happens when they go home but you know you talk to my nurse nancy and she can help is there a good way to get into an independent living facility an incredible program called Community Calls. Community Calls is one of those programs where if you could figure out, if ask yourself this question, think about it this way. If I could talk to myself, my 20-year-old self, my 25-year-old self, to be honest, um, when I was just getting ready to open my first agency, and I could tell myself how to get to success faster, it would be to use the Community Calls program. And what I mean by community calls program is we each have in our service area, one of those wonderful, big, large assisted living or personal care facilities that we absolutely want to work with. You know, they've got the best, the best location in town, the best parking, they're clean, they're bright, they're new, they're shiny, and they have a wonderful reputation. And we know that we could get staff to love being in that building, yet they're not referring to us. So one of the ways that you can break in there is that every single one of these buildings is filled with seniors and these seniors are bored. They are lonely. They get to go play games and have fun with some of the activities people. But other than that, they're just sitting around and the pressure is on the staff at the assisted living facility to keep them engaged, to keep them happy, to keep them feeling part of involvement. Imagine now you are the facility owner and somebody comes to you from in-home care or from home health or hospice and says, hey, we would love to be able to come in at least once a month and for an hour, bring all of your residents together and give them a conversational talk and just about home health and hospice services and um, you know, we're going to have a little bit of a conversation too about maybe how to make the most of their next doctor's appointment or how to keep your brain healthy and smart, um, how to eat, choose the right foods to eat. And the good news is, is that we will even provide them with a flyer and a handout. And now we even have the opportunity, if you would like, you could offer some tours at the end. We could put a couple posters up at the local, you know, pharmacies, um, maybe even at like, um, you know, target at the, the return area, who knows, anything that's local to the building, where we could say, hey, we're doing these health talks for seniors and for caregivers, and we would love for you to attend. And we're also offering free tours of the facility at the end. This could be an opportunity now for the building to take care of two problems. One is they're taking care of the board people that live in the building that are looking for something new to do. Now, if you do a great job with this talk, which we do teach how to do this, by the way, in our master's program, but if you do a great job at giving a presentation, meaning you engage the audience, you know, you could maybe have a couple of gifts from the dollar store that you say, who can share with me one of the reasons that people fall and 
they raise their hand and they say, oh, they tripped over their sneaker or they fell over their dog or they couldn't see where they were going because it was nighttime and they tripped over something. Whatever their answer is, you give out little dollar store gifts to these people that are in the audience, keeping them engaged and they're excited. They're happy. They love your talk. They're going to tell their neighbors and their neighbors from the building are going to come down to the next month's talk if you give away little prizes like that. Now, if you also have posted these signs and you put them up at the local pharmacies, you are attracting people to come into that building and be able to have a tour. Now you are a business partner to that assisted living personal care home that you want to so desperately serve patients at. If you were bringing in people to get have a tour of the building every month, do you think they're going to want to partner with you to be their provider? Absolutely. In addition, if you have already done for your salesperson, this is a script and the script is written on a ninth grade literacy level. Anybody can do this presentation. It's not in high language. I mean, let's be honest, folks, I do not have the broadest vocabulary in the world. And, and thank God I don't need it, right? I can just talk to you in common sense and you understand what I'm saying. That's the same thing about these presentations. They are written on a ninth grade literacy level. And so these presentations are just enough to engage with the audience. And then each of them have a little tiny gift that they give. And that is what we call the call to action, where during this little fun interaction with the community, and by the way, sales reps, when they are asked that use the community calls program, how do you like it? Nine out of 10 times, the sales rep says, I absolutely love it. Some of our, co our companies that we work with that have used this, this, this program, they actually have a dedicated person who is now just doing nothing but the community calls program every single day, going to different facilities in their drivable area and delivering it. That's how much some sales reps love this program or this package, I should say. So now you go in, you do your little presentation, but the gift is that at the end, you have an amazing call to action, meaning something that is taught that asks the people that are attending the program, who needs care, who would like to receive services, but it's done in a way without saying who needs care. And so that's the thing that's inside the, the um, Call Me program. So if you wanna break into a facility, go and have a call with Mike, Mike at homecaresales.com, Figure out if the community calls program is for you. Try it at a couple buildings. You're going to love doing it. The seniors are going to love you and the building is going to love you because you, they get paid to keep butts in bed. And if you're providing them butts to come in and get toured to potentially move in, as well as you're providing them with services that keep people from falling, keep people out of the hospital, it's a win-win for them. So they want you there. They want these programs. They want the activities for their board seniors. I use this program not just to do it as a live session. I even did it for radio. So I got on my local radio station using the community calls programs. I called it the Health Matters series. And every single Friday did a live radio show for 15 minutes, talked about the, the lesson and for 15 minutes took calls. Um, and I did that for a couple of years and talk about stress. These programs can be your example of how you're giving back to the community. It is marketing without you paying to market. It is free marketing where you are getting in front of hundreds of people at the, at the facilities and being able to share your message about your organization.
I don't know how to get into the hospital. It's not my fault they don't want to work with us anymore. I've been seeing every doctor on my route, and they simply are not referring. I give up. Let's face it, hearing excuses from reps, even when they're valid, is a drag. You, like most owners we meet, need to be able to trust your marketers and liaisons to bring in referrals without feeling like you need to solve all their issues. The biggest problem is that most reps are approaching their referral sources without a strategy or, unfortunately, with a failed or weak strategy based on tactics that simply don't work anymore. There is good news though. You don't have to continue using failed tactics. With the Roadmap to Referrals, you'll be able to give your team a weekly strategy covering all 52 weeks of the year. They will gain tools to know how to talk about diagnosis, even if they're not clinical. A monthly video training that will give them the very words to say to drive referrals. And there's even voicemail and email scripts to ensure you can continue accessing referrals even when you're forced to do so from a distance. You started this business to serve seniors, to let them live happily in their homes. So let us help you do just that. Email mike at homecaresales.com with the subject line podcast to not only receive a quick start bonus, but also set up a quick consultation where our own Mike Mashuko will show you how the system will remove those excuses and boost that census. Again, email mike at homecaresales.com with the subject line podcast to unlock your bonus and put your company on the roadmap to referrals. The impact of profound service. I wanted to share with you a personal story on how, our, how impactful our caregivers and social workers are. As most of you know, uh, we have a favorite aunt, aunt and uncle who live here in town near us, and um, he's in hospice. Beautiful experience at thus far, national agency, working with him in his home and my aunt. And my aunt is, um, my aunt's already disabled. She has some mild cognitive impairment due to um, uh, some mini strokes. And so it's becoming burdensome for her to care for my uncle. And my husband went over there last week and said, Mel, we're kind of in trouble. Um, that aunt, your, our aunt is exhausted. And um, I really feel like I don't know what, what the next step is. And so I said to him, it sounds like it might be time for placement. Um, and we can totally organize that with the hospice. He has long-term care insurance. We can, we got this. So I called my favorite nurse, Cheryl Paltekis, uh, on the hospice side. Um, and she said, well, you know, if it was my hospice, then I would just go to the social worker and say, you know, what are our next steps? And so I said, brilliant idea, of course. So we, so I called the next morning, very early, before coaching calls, 7 a.m., and of course talked to the, to the receptionist who answered and, and just shared with them that I would like to speak with the social worker for my uncle. And I, my intention was to ask this social worker if the nursing home that was just two blocks away from my aunt was under contract with the hospice or could we get a contract there because I think that that might be the next best step 
because it, it, my aunt did not want to be away from him. And that was one of her fears is that, and, and so if I could say to her, hey, you know, he's just going to be two blocks away. You can go visit him anytime you want. I think that would ease her mind in, in starting to have this discussion and this next transition or next phase. And um, so the social worker did call back and she left a message. Of course, I was on conference calls and, and coaching calls, I should say, with, with uh, my private mentor and students. And she left a message that simply said, hi, this is so-and-so from the hospice agency. And I'm sorry, I can't speak to you because of HIPAA. It would be a HIPAA violation, and you're going to have to speak with your aunt and the hospice nurse. Okay, so I get it, and I appreciate she doesn't know who I am um, as far as, like, another clinician. So I called her back, and I said, I, I totally get HIPAA. I am an occupational therapist by background, and I get it, and I appreciate that you're probably with another patient right now. Um, but here's what I want to do. I want to know if y'all have a contract with this nursing home that's just two, you know, two blocks away um, because I think that might be the next step and I want to help prepare my aunt uh, because I think this will be an easier discussion for her if we can prepare her and have her make informed decisions. And, you know, I appreciate this that we can talk in generalities. We don't have to talk about my uncle. Um, if you could just please give me a call back. And here I sit, two days, three days later, with no callback. Now, I appreciate she's super busy, and I recognize that I am strong enough and I am knowledgeable enough to figure it out, that I can help my aunt and uncle, and I can go to the nursing home if I needed to and say that my uncle has long-term care insurance, <laughs> would you like them, right? Um, I am also appreciate that I can navigate to the administrator or to my aunt's, um, to my aunt's uh, hospice nurse for my uncle and help the, and, you know, kind of get them be the, to uh, lead us down this path. But here's my challenge with that. This social worker had a chance to make me a raving fan. She had a chance to just pick up the phone and say, hey, let's meet over at your aunt's house, or here's some general information that I can share with you. She could have done a million different things. Instead, she did nothing. And every day I'm growing more and more angry because as my loved one is suffering, I don't have the I don't have the knowledge to help her locally with this transition. So I reflect on that because I think if if we're gonna be okay, right? Uh, I recognize that we're gonna nav navigate around this and that's gonna be fine. But the lesson here is is I think about if this was my mom, and my mom is amazing. However, she is a retired school teacher. And if somebody wouldn't have called her back, I know my mom well enough to know that she would have just sat there and went, well, they know what's best. And when it's time, then they're going to let us know that and then we're going to do that. But that's not the truth. Right? 
The truth is, is that we need to be talking about this now as a family. We don't need to be sitting around waiting for something catastrophic to happen to my aunt because who's going to take care of my uncle then? This social worker had a chance to make me a raving fan, bring my family along, and help us solve a problem. I appreciate that if I've talked to anyone at her agency, they're going to tell me she is an amazing social worker, that she loves her patients, and she's probably super busy, and I get that. I get all of that. What I'm sharing with you is that your caregivers and nurses can make all the difference in the world, and I think you would agree with me on that. Oftentimes, we saddle the sales reps with complete um, accountability to gaining patients and keeping patients or gaining clients and the retention of clients. And here's an example where your culture around your clinicians and caregivers can help. You effectively 10x your sales efforts if you can get your cl clinicians and your caregivers, your frontline caregivers, to participate in a culture of positivity customer service, and sales. Now, as a clinician, I get that most of them hate that word sales. It makes them feel like gross and yucky. Down with it. Change it. You know, I have a saying that sales for me equals profound service. So the culture really is of profound service. Your clinicians and caregivers are just as important as your sales reps to have the mentality and the mindset of profound service not just for their clients, but for their families and the referral sources.